Welcome, sports fans, to the hottest sports podcast in the game, JT and the Don, with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the Don or email them at JT and the Don at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys. Welcome to the next episode of JT and the Don presented by Give Us a Shot Network. And remember to subscribe to us on all of the major platforms and please leave us a five star review. It is the show all NFL fans wait for all year. It's the JT and the Don annual NFL draft preview show. And we have our usual awesome guest back again this year. But before we introduce him, let me welcome in everyone's favorite JT, Jimmy Thompson. How you feeling today? Hey, what's up, man? I feel like you're right. This is one of the best shows that we do. It's one of my favorites. I feel like there's always high level of entertainment. I usually hate everything that you say, and I love everything that our guest says. So anytime I got to listen to you less and listen to experts more is always a good time in my book. I mean, you say that about every show that you don't want to hear me. So I, I mean, I just don't want to hear this, you. This isn't any different. But what this if you, show, if you, if you say less, I like you more. <laughs> that works, right? Oh, well, who's going to entertain you then? But with that said, this show also gets a lot of bad picks, mainly from you. So it, it all works out <laughs> in the wash. All works out. Oh, you, in the wash. you luckily, you lucky we didn't keep score long enough, but. Might be surprised today. Mm, okay, yep. I can't wait. Can't wait till that end. All right, so let's welcome in our resident NFL expert. Uh, since this is his first appearance since we've gone uh, live and presented by Give Us a Shot Network um, on YouTube, um, even though he's done numerous shows with us, let's properly introduce him. Um he is former offensive lineman from University of Cincinnati. He signed in 2018 with the Texans and would also sign with the Falcons and Washington, as well as JT, since we got last gave him a formal introduction. He had also signed back in 2019, I believe, with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So let's welcome back our guy, Kendall Calhoun, to the program. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Oh, man. Nothing much, man. Enjoying this uh, nice weather down there in Houston. How y'all doing? <laughs> good, good. Thanks for joining us again. We can't wait, even though you are wearing that hat. I'm sure it'll, it's Yeah, it'll, I was just about to comment on that, man. Come on. You can't come on this show wearing an Astros hat. I got to live in my house. That hat was not flying my house. I don't I don't think she's watching right now, but I'll let you know when she texts me and you got to take that off. Okay, man. I'm, I'm gonna try to meet you halfway. I appreciate you. <laughs> I might turn it around. I might turn it around. What do you What do you have in the background there, though? Because that's pretty. Oh, you already nice. know. Your school, right? I got the school, school right here. The okay. Cincinnati Bearcats. Okay. All right. Are they? Hey, are they giving you an NIL deal for that to put on oh, the, the hey, JT and Don show? Hey, you, if you guys are watching, you know, look. <laughs> Email like the bio. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So, Kendall, are, are you ready? Usually you get a lot of really good hot takes. You you pick a lot of good picks here. So no pressure, but there is some pressure. Oh, there's all the pressure in the world, man. You you don't you don't build up a reputation. We going off of everything you say. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> we'll all right. see. All right. So hey, let's start NFL draft, obviously a week away, but let's start. 
with what every team wants to start with a franchise quarterback, uh, a quarterback. There's a lot in this draft in terms of maybe heavy quarterback class in the top five, top 10. So Kendall, start with you. Who's your franchise QB that you see out of this draft? The franchise QB that I see from this draft is none other than CJ Stroud of Ohio State. Very well coached, has great pocket awareness. He can make the difficult throws when he has pressure in his face. He maybe is a little bit spoiled with his weapons at Ohio State, but I think once he gets to a good system, such as like the Texans, maybe he would um, do some real good things in the NFL. I like it. That, that's a good start right there. JT? I mean, it's kind of hard to talk that, but I mean, I, I hate going against the expert, but it's an easy answer. It's Bryce Young, man. He's so talented. His ability to make plays under pressure, extend plays, his elite decision-making, it's all special. It's all things that you just can't coach. You're just born with it. And he was a superstar from the moment he stepped on campus at Bama. And the thing that's impressed me the most about him is He's broken all these records, but he's quarterback these Bama teams that people would say by Bama standards on offense haven't been loaded. Like he didn't have the weapons that Tua had or Mac Jones had. Like he's done all this with, you know, subpar Bama weapons by their standards. And you look at his game like it's smooth, man. And he can do everything that we rave about Caleb Williams doing. Like he does the exact same things. He's just cold blooded. I wouldn't bet against him in the NFL. So I think there's two franchise QBs. Kendall said one of them, so he laid it out perfectly. So I won't even touch that. So CJ Stroud is one. Sorry, JT, but you're wrong. The other guy, I've been telling you this before, he's going to be the Justin Herbert of this draft. It's Anthony Richardson. It's Anthony Richardson. I've told you before how much I like him. I mean, first, did you see that combine? That's ridiculous what he did in that combine. Even JT was texting me. Cause he actually finally watched it for once because of Anthony Richardson. Oh, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right you, there. You, you just, you just, you're just not going to put me out there. Like, like I don't watch the Listen, combine. You're that's, 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 Carolina the combine the draft are, are two things I watch it all the way through. You're with hey, you Come yeah, on, man. Nah, see, about. see, Don, Don, Don tripping, man. He, he no. just trying to make his point. I know he's doing it for the shock value. I, I had to text not. him that the draft was on. I am not. He loves Anthony Richardson so much. He didn't even watch him at the combine. I had to text him and tell him all the great JT, things Anthony Richardson did. Listen, JT, you were talking about Kendall's hat. How about yours? Are you a Carolina Panthers fan? Oh, of course now, because they have the number. I got one. it here, but, yeah. my, but but you know what though, my team like doesn't their hat. You like their my colors? team doesn't have a first round pick, so they don't Who get cares? a full fit. You they don't get a full team. fit. I'm representing right you here, okay? Team. And I'm representing the first pick because because that's my Kendall guy. Kendall wearing a Memphis Tigers hat because he likes them. Or he likes their color scheme or their mascot. Yo, yo. So go ahead and tell us why Anthony Richardson is better than Bryce Young. I, I know you got some ridiculous stuff to pull out your rabbit hat. Oh, first, did you see the combine? Yes. Yeah, when he when did. he threw the ball and hit the jumbotron for yeah. no reason. What else do you need to see? Bryce Young. Like Bryce Young can't even look up to Anthony Richardson. He's he's that much bigger. I mean, listen, yeah. Yeah. this is this is the one thing I'll say. If NFL QB coaches can't make Anthony Richardson a franchise quarterback, then there is no hope for any quarterback. And I don't know what kind of quarterback coach you are in the NFL. He has all of the skills, all of the talent. He now has a chance to be 24-7 football, doesn't have to worry about classes, doesn't have to worry about 
any of the other stuff, right? He's going to have agents taking care of contracts, marketing, blah, blah, blah. Coaches will be around him 24-7, OTAs, mini camps, training camp, 24-7 during the week. And he'll probably go to a team that will have a quarterback in place already so he can learn. So if they can't teach him, you know, all of the other stuff, the mechanics, reading defenses, all that other stuff and make them perfect. I don't know if there's any hope for any quarterback then. You satisfied with that, JT? I, I mean, we'll see what happens. All right. I got to hey, tell me that that is, that is a impossible, almost impossible task. I mean, Richardson got a lot of work to do, man. It's the simple things that he struggles with. But, I mean, we can't deny the talent, man. He's a freak. Well, <laughs> He's him big and as hell. He's fast as hell. Like, the, like, he can throw it far, but it's, it's the little things I worry about. It's like, is he a quarterback or is he truly just an elite athlete? Like, he's oh. got to find the balance in that. I didn't hear you say that about Lamar Jackson. But anyway. Lamar Jackson looked like a – Lamar Jackson won a Heisman Trophy playing quarterback. <laughs> I'd have to worry about him. Anthony Richardson looks pretty good to me. He didn't. He didn't at times. <laughs> All right. So, Kendall, flip side, who's the QB bust of this draft? The QB bust of this draft. Go ahead and tell Don his boy is it. Believe this. I will. Okay. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be horrible, but I say out of him, CJ and Bryce, I think he'll be on the lower half of the three. You said Will Levis? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, and I honestly, it's kind of just like this hype that's coming around him is actually kind of bring me back to when the Bears took um Mitch Trubisky over uh, Deshaun Watson. And Patrick Mahomes. So it's kind of sounding like that song again. So that's why I have him there. Okay. This man said Mitch Trubisky. I haven't heard that name in a while. <laughs> hey, you say it every day. All right, JT. So who you got? You know, speaking of Mitch Trubisky, I feel like what we should have done is we should have just sent my dad to watch all these quarterbacks play a game because <laughs> my dad went to one UM game, saw Mitch Trubisky play. He's like, that dude sucks. <laughs> so my, if my dad we is saying that you're we mad at the sport that's how you know you're making a mistake we were there but they still beat the canes that was the sad part he said he looked bad in a blowout victory that that's how bad it was <laughs> so so who you got as the boss so so i kind of I, I went out of the 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 main the main guys because i mean i, I agree with him levis could be a bus richardson could be a bus but there's another guy that people are talking about potentially being a first-round guy, and I like him because, Don, you and I talk about this guy off camera a lot, and it's Hendon Hooker from Tennessee, and I think he's just got a lot of things going against him. The One, the first thing is he's old for a rookie. He's 25, which is, speaking of Lamar Jackson, just one year younger, and then you throw in all these other things that are going against him, that gimmicky Tennessee offense where they basically just manufacture people getting open in big plays, like, is it the players? Is it Josh Heupel's offense? And throw in the ACL injury that he suffered because a lot of his game is based on athleticism and making things happen outside the pocket with his legs. So the age, the injury, the offense. And then I looked at the stat and it kind of bothered me. He only had five completions last year when he was moved off his drop back spot. He threw the ball 330 times last year. And I'm like, if, if he's rattled by pressure, and he's not making those completions, he's going to have a tough time, you know, being a starter and being successful in the NFL. You know, Kendall, it's funny how his franchise QB was Bryce Young. 
he can make plays out of the pocket. He can do this. He's dynamic. Hendon Hook. So he then just said, "Well, I don't like how Hendon Hooker makes plays outside of the pocket." That's Pick not. One. That's not. That's not. Pick that's one. not what I said. He's Pick not making one. completions. Hey. He's not making completions off script. Oh, 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 not okay. Well, just go ahead with your bus because we know what it Anthony Richardson because you just basically talked him up as the next Justin Herbert. So I know it's not Look, Anthony Richardson listen. as your bus. So who is no, it? And it's not wow me. Wow me with this. Wow, the QB bust is the guy you picked, Bryce Young. It's clearly Bryce Young. He's going to go number one overall. He's 5'11, 200 pounds. JT, I don't know if you know this, but I'm like 5'10, 190 on a good day. You are not 5'10. That is like me. Like, I don't want someone playing quarterback. That is my size. I'm sorry, Kendall. Do you you want to protect for a guy my size? You see me. Time out, time out, time out, yeah, Kendall. Wow. See, what, we, what we're not going to do is let him get away with this. We did a whole other show where this man's main point was Bryce Young is big enough to be a franchise quarterback. So now he's a bust? But this is my other point. I said that it was – it's not going to be because of his size. It's going to be because I just doesn't – I don't think he makes it. He struggled in the title game when Jameis Williams went down. If you that guy, if you're that dog – you figure out a way to who hold replaced Jamison Williams. Georgia. Who replaced Jamison Williams matter. in that title game? It doesn't matter. You want to be Heisman? You want to be number one Mitch overall? You want to be a franchise quarterback? I just you said answer those three that, questions. That Bama has not I been as talented as they've been in years. You know what? You know what? You're you are like an ex-girlfriend. You know what? You loved them a minute ago, then you saw some brand new Lamborghini, and you're like, ooh, I want to get in that car. Anthony Richardson. I'm attaching myself to him. You are, the NFL. You, are, you are so attracted to the flash. You are, you are prototypical ex-girlfriend. Listen, no title at Bama. You could say all the other stuff. Oh, he didn't have the talent around him, the other QBs. Who cares? It's still Alabama. Yeah. It's still Bama. I heard that earlier. Hey, shout out, shout out to Mina for giving us the real combine official stats. Don is 5'5", five, five, 230 pounds. Man, look at that disrespect. <laughs> Those are the friends that I've got. Wow, Steve. Thanks, Mena. Thanks. Flutie, you don't want a Don sized quarterback. Wow, so Scott, I think what the, I I think the fans are confirming is Don's not 5'10. Wow. So Bryson will be okay. Wow. Scott, you're supposed to be my guy too, man. But listen, Kendall has my back on this. Kendall agrees. You still have four and five stars growing everywhere for Alabama's football program. And you couldn't win a title. You got one yeah, SEC but, title. That is yeah, it. But you're look, but you're also looking at some of those other teams. Like there are teams where they have four first round receivers on there. They like did. that's what we're used they to seeing them. at Bama. Like you're the they didn't have leader, that number one overall pick, and you want to be a franchise QB. Beat Georgia in that title game. Not many people could beat Georgia. <laughs> Georgia, <laughs> Georgia is loaded. CJ Stroud pretty much did it. If they didn't, if they didn't falter it away, not none of his fault. Um, last Stroud time I checked, Ohio State has like four first round receivers. Like they're loaded too. Let's oh, not get it too. Oh, so now Bryce Young needs to go to a perfect situation. Let me tell you something. Sorry, I didn't say Carolina that. doesn't have five star receivers. Sorry, what is it with you hating people that are that are taller than you? I don't get it. You, you're so upset. All right, all right. I'm so it's because of you. I'm All right, so I got Hendon Hooker. You got Bryce Young, who potentially could be the number one overall pick, and Kendall got Will Levis. Those are our busts, right? Yeah. All right, so let's go to the <laughs> – I think this is really, really what's exciting about this show is we get the former offensive lineman to give us his take on the offensive line prospects. He knocked this out of the park last year, so we're bringing it back. 
is King Ken's court. The last so what we're going to do is technically the last huh? two years, the last two years, technically. Yeah, Ray Sean Slater, too. Exactly. So we're bringing it back again, King Ken's court. So what we're going to do is we're going to give Ken a superlative, and he's going to give us the offensive lineman that best matches that. So you ready? Yes, sir. All right. So you already know how this is going to start off. We're going to start off with the sexy pick. Who is the best pass blocker in this draft? I have Paris Johnson Jr. of Ohio I do State. OT1. <laughs> okay, there's a reason why CJ is predicted to be the number one pick because he stays on his feet because you have Paris blocking for him. Paris started at right guard and left tackle, so he did his whole junior year at um, guard, and he bounced out the tackle and had the same domination. Um, he's only given up three sacks in his um, entire playing career, so I really like him. Very long arms. All right. So Paris Johnson. So let's do the flip side. Best run blocker. I have Peter Skaronski from Northwestern. It's a big, strong guy. A lot of people have him at tackle, but um, seeing his measurements, him being about 6'4", I think realistically he'll be playing inside or sliding into that right tackle spot. But he's dominated his entire tenure at Northwestern, so I think he'll be the best run blocker. I like it. I like All it. All right. Let, let's go. Let's have fun with this one because last year I, I <laughs> knocked this out the park. This was hilarious. Hey, by the way, you were supposed to get a sponsor for the whole King Ken's Court. Did oh, you talk to Smoothie King? Smoothie King, man. You remember that? See, Kendall, <laughs> but JT did it. He not, he don't do his job, Kendall. Don't worry. I, I, about I can't it. be in charge of anything, man. You just <laughs> out here is padding your stats and stuff like that. I can't keep up with all this. That's all right, amazing. so let's let's go to – I think we called this the Richie Incognito Award last year. So this yeah. is the nastiest, meanest guy. Who's that Who's that person for you? Okay, I have uh, Cody Munch from uh, NDSU with this small school kid. Very mean streak. He finished blocks down the field. He originally started at um, North Dakota State as a tight end, so he put that weight on, so he still kept the same athleticism. So – Many of his plays, you see him getting up on the backside of zone plays, getting on linebackers, driving them um, about 10, 15 yards, pancaking them. Like, I really like what I see on film, and he performed well during the senior bowl. What's the name again? Um, Cody Monich. Okay. All right. Writing these down because we got we got to keep tabs, right? Accountability here. We know yeah. you're going to hit on these too, so we, we can make you look good. All right. The Sleeper Award, which JT has named the Rizzo Award in favor of the movie. That's what we stuck with. He couldn't okay. come up with a better oh, We could change that. We argue too much about the movie Sleepers. You you think it's about something. I think it's about something else. But, yeah, the, who's the sleeper? Um, so my sleeper, I have Dewan Jones from Ohio State. You know, Paris always got a lot of media and attention, so they weren't really paying attention on the right side. But he's 6'8", 6'9", around 375 pounds. For his size, he was really well. He ran, I believe, a 5'3", if the combine at that weight. That's insane. And he's kind of – he kind of, like, reminds me of um, Trent Brown or Orlando Brown Jr., both two 6'8", 6'9", type of guys play tackle. And um, they hold their own pretty well. 
Sounds like somebody else we know. <laughs> All right. So before I get to this next one, I just want to let the, the people listening know how accurate he is with these. So I just want to quickly run through what his picks were last year for these guys. Pass blocker last year was Evan Neal. That's who he picked. Evan Neal played for the Giants, got Daniel Jones a brand new contract because he made him look like a competent quarterback and he blocked for him. So that was a great pick. Best run blocker was Ikem Aquanu. I hope I'm saying his name right for the Panthers. You were, you loved him last year on the show. Is that why you're wearing the hat? Is that why huh? you're wearing the hat? I'm wearing the hat, man. He, he converted me to a fan. What All they, I know what is on Kendall Icky. Is that what they Icky? call him? Icky? Icky. <laughs> yeah, Icky. he called it big Ick. Okay. Big oh, Ick. I like so, it. So all I know is the Panthers running backs, no matter who started, they were having big games last year and on the ground. So I'm assuming that he is a big reason for that. And then the meanest guy award went to Trevor Penning last year. And I don't know if he played that much last year, but I know he fought his teammates every day oh, in practice. So, every day. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like Kendall nailed these last year. So I'm really excited to see what happens this season. But this is this is the funnest question for me because your your answer last year was great. He ended up being a stud. Who is the one defensive lineman that you would be nervous to be one on one alone on an island with? Um, I watched a lot of film. I've actually watched this guy since he was in high school. And I had Will Anderson as the defensive lineman because he just his first two steps are just insane. He can hit you with the spin. He can go speed to power, the bull rush, works the hands real well. And he is just vicious. Even when he came in as a freshman, he was dominating. So he's definitely someone to keep on your toes. And, and I like it, man. And let's be honest though. Kendall's not scared of anyone. So this question, you know, he's had to fabricate a little bit to say, all right, I'd be scared to be on an island with this dude. But, you know, we, we know he's not. But, JT, what was his answer last year? Uh, last year was Aiden Hutchinson. Ooh. There's one thing I want to know before we before we move on to the next, next topic. Last year when you talked about Aiden Hutchinson, great breakdown, by the way, you came back to a particular – play in one game where he pushed somebody over that played for Ohio State. That wasn't Paris, was it? No, I actually believe that was um, – I think that may have been DeJuan because that was last Weaver. year. Yeah, I believe that was so, – So he got hey, pushed and they moved him over the right tackle. Hey, he's, in, he's, he's improved. <laughs> he's improved. He learned from that. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll save these answers. I'm pretty sure they're all going to hit as usual, and we'll come back next year, and we'll see how he did. All right. Yeah. So let's continue with that theme, though. We're going to do some predictions, all right, of projections. All right, so first one, Kendall, is who do you have? We think we know the answer on this one, but who do you, who do you have as best QB in this draft? I have Mr. C.J. Stroud as my best QB for obvious reasons, you know. Yeah. Film doesn't lie, and he's tall, JT, you know what I'm saying? He's over six foot. So. He's not He's not five six two thirty. Wow, we're going to hear about that forever. Thanks, Steve Meta. Thanks. No, I'm, I'm still going to ask Bryce. I said it before, and I'll say it again. He just reminds me of Deshaun Watson. He's just got that that rare feel for the game that you just can't coach. And he's got all the tools. He's smart. He's, he's just, he processes at an elite level. Like you just look at that Texas game from last year. Like if they don't have Bryce Young, they lose for sure. 
Listen, I said before, there's two franchise QBs in the draft. I agree with Kendall. The best QB is CJ Stroud. I mean, you see what he did at the combine. He's just, he's ready, right? The footwork looked on point. His decision-making is good. He has a really good arm, like really good arm strength. And I think he showed a lot in that Georgia game where, you know, I think he threw for over 300 yards, however many touchdowns they really should have won. Um, so I got CJ Stroud as well. So, Kendall, let's go to the backfield. Best running back in this draft. I have Bijan Robinson from Texas. <clears throat> Very strong. Yeah, Danilo, he kind of reminds me of your boy, Saquon. Really strong. He has breakaway speed. He can even catch. Like, mm-hmm. that kid, he has hands. Like, so I really like him. <clears throat> yep, that's that's solid answer. I think a lot of the experts and analysts and scouts uh, agree there, Kendall. JT. Who's your best? Yeah, man? I agree with him. I think it's it's Bijan Robinson. And I'm gonna go as far as saying that he's Ladanian Tomlinson 2.0. I think he could be that good. And you just look at everything that he's done at Texas. Pro Football Focus said that he was the best running back that they graded since Adrian Peterson. So he's already in elite company. And you talk about his size, 220 pounds. He's one of the smoothest guys that I've seen on a field at that size. And I think whatever team drafts him, he's gonna instantly be like a top six running back in the NFL from day one. Listen, no offense, Kendall. Love you, man. You guys are both. Anytime you agree with JT, I'm going to say you're wrong. I'm sorry. Listen, you're both wrong. It's Zach Charbonnet. You talk about a big back. This guy is as big, if not taller, than Bijan Robinson. He's six foot 214. And guess what? He had 1,359 yards rushing and 14 touchdowns. Bijan was at 1580 and 18 touchdowns. But you know they feeding Bijan at Texas. Charbonnet, they're in a pass happy conference in the Pac-12 that's got very little defenses they're winging the ball left and right this guy still almost gets 1400 yards and 14 touchdowns he's a beast and I've told you Bijan Robinson is measurables they equate to Marshawn Lynch really good running back but if we're talking best running back in this draft it's going to end up being Zach Charbonnet and there's a reason why I don't like doing this show with JT is because he's going to take all this info when we do our dynasty mock draft Oh, yeah. Oh I'm the only one that's doing that, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm the only one that's doing that. Okay. Anyway, anyway, who else is watching that's in our league? Anyway, Kendall, best wide receiver. <clears throat> I have uh, Quentin Johnson from TCU. Um, <clears throat> some of the stands out from, for him from what I've seen on film, he gets a lot of yards after catch, which is very important, especially coming into the NFL where you have to rule, you have to get tagged down. So that'll definitely help him out a lot. Um, and he breaks away. And a lot of his um, – t- on a lot of the tape that you'll see, like he'll be the only person within about 10 to 15 yards because he just loses some of those DBs just right off the bat. Um, I wish he would have had a better showing um, in the UGA game, but, um, you know, that happens sometimes. But he had a real good combine as well. So that's why I think he's going to be the number one receiver right now. Yeah, listen, no one on TCU – had a good showing against Georgia. So, you, yeah, I think yeah, you're right. You, yeah, you got to give, give Quentin Johnston a pass on in that game, but, but, but you're right, Kendall. Um, JT, who you got? I know that's uh, your guy. So Yeah, before before I give my pick, uh, Jackson Curtis says the best running back is Cheney. 
So I, I got to think there's some Aggie bias in there. I mean, you <laughs> hey, got <to> be. <laughs> hey, it's like it's SEC all, we'll bias. See. It's all over the place. Aggie bias, yeah. SEC bias. You know, it's all to say. It's all to say. No, I agree with Kendall. And you and Don, you know, I've, I've been on the QJ train for like two and a half years. It, man. And like, the Bijan you've been on the past year and yeah. a half. So. I mean, he's just a freak. He's 6'3", 220, runs a 4'5", 40-inch vertical, 11-2 broad jump. I think he has, like, the fifth highest wingspan amongst wide receivers since 99. Like, we know that's all there, but he's just so talented. And I think he's getting a lot of hate right now. Like, oh, you know, he body catches. He didn't show up in the title game against Georgia. Uh, he was hurt this past year at TCU. But I think when it comes to wide receivers, we've shown when we overreact to things and overlook the obvious things that make them stars, we get bitten in the ass, so to say, like, we overreacted to Justin Jefferson. He wasn't fast at LSU. Look how that turned out. Jamar Chase didn't run good routes. He got to camp. You couldn't catch. Now he's the best receiver in the league. DK Metcalf had like an all-time bad agility drill scores at the combine. He's a stud. Uh, A.J. Brown wasn't a burner. So I think all the things that they're saying about Quentin Johnston, they really don't matter. The one thing that I will say that he does very, very well on top of what Kendall said is, He's the best against press coverage, especially the past two years. That is the one thing for a receiver that translates to the NFL. Because guess what? If you beat press coverage, you can get into your route, and you can run the route and get open. He does that better than anybody. And then another thing I think people aren't looking at is he, his ability after the catch is ridiculous. And I think his skill set fits where what the NFL is doing right now. Like teams are – adjusting more to offenses that center around guys getting the ball and making moves after the catch. I just want to read this to you. PFF said this about, about Quentin Johnston. He is the single most impressive wide receiver after the catch we've ever graded at the college level. He had 45 broken tackles on 115 career receptions. For measure, Debo Samuel, who we agree is probably the most physical receiver of one of the most physical players in the NFL, Debo only broke 40 on 148 career receptions. He is special with the ball in his hands. I'm telling you right now, you get Quentin Johnston, a quarterback, and on an offense that's explosive, he is going to blow up. It's him as wide receiver one by a mile. Uh, that That's not true. That That is not true. Oh. Listen, for you to break tackles, that means you're getting caught or you 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 have you you don't have that shiftiness to get around. Go look at Randy Moss. Randy Moss was great. No one's tackling. He didn't need to break tackles. He broke away from you. So who's your speed. Randy Moss? Then? Who's your Randy Moss? Tell us who the Randy Moss well, is. I'm glad you asked. I'm Be glad careful. you asked. Listen, listen. The number two receiver in this draft is Jackson Smith, the Jigba. The best receiver in this draft at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, is all said and done is the receiver from SMU, Rasheed Rice. All right. He caught the most passes of at least 20 yards downfield in all of college football. So you could take all the all the measurables and all the dynamics of Quinton Johnston, throw him out the window because Rice actually produced. He had the most downfield catches of 20 yards or more of any receiver in college football. On top of that, you talk about Johnston catching it with his body. This guy does the opposite. He has the best body control of all the receivers. He had 16 contested catches with 19 broken tackles out of those. So you look at the contested catches. He can go up with all anybody. He can go up with Johnston, even though Johnston's taller. So it's not just about the measurables. I want to know that guys can do it in the clutch. 
and he was number four in most uh, most yardage on deep passes. So there you go. I don't need him breaking tackles because he's getting behind the defense. All right. What's his Rice. name again? Rasheed Rice, SMU. Look that, that's up, wide buddy. receiver one. Look, wide receiver one at the all end. All right. Of the hey, day. look. Look, it's, it's it's all it's all on tape. So hey, you either go like a genius, or we're never gonna invite you back again. <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna lie. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I went to the Cincinnati versus the SMU game last year, and he was really good. Mm-hmm. They had a really they had a pretty nice receiving core. They almost pushed us to OT, but hey, hey, you okay. still won. You got the W. <laughs> yeah, we hey, still won. I'm saying that I, makes I, me feel I, real good now about that. I pumped my chest out. Kendall, Kendall, I, I want to ask you. So you went to this game. So last year you talked about a receiver that ended up doing. Better than I think people thought he would, and he kind of gained hype as the draft. I just got close to the draft. Uh, your boy Alec Pierce is this guy on that level? I can say they can. They can. I can see the similarities, but I'm not sure if he has the jump. He didn't have the high point on Alex Pierce because Alex Pierce, like, well, he specializes in high pointing the ball and catching it over defenders, and. Um, the other receiver we were talking about, the SMU guy, Rice, he was uh, more so catching with the body, catching with the hands, you know what I'm saying, and getting upfield. Wasn't more so like a back pylon catcher that um, Alex Pierce was. All right. I don't completely hate the pick. SMU does put receivers in the league. So, I mean, there is a track Orton, record. Sudden. Manuel Sanders, everything. Hey, they got guys in there. All right. Don might be on to something. All right. So, rookie pro bowler, Kendall. I have Will Anderson. Cause I mean, honestly, he is I really like Ali was digging to find bad film of him. Like that's just like that really should just like speak for itself because he just he came in just dominating his whole time. Like he fit he just plugged directly into that Bama system and just took the reins. JT? I love the answer. I mean, can't go wrong Listen, with Kendall's him. all in on Will Anderson Jr. Now I'm like, yeah. man, whoever gets him is that that's gonna be the team. Can't go wrong with number 31, but I'm a different approach. I think it's your boy, but Peter Scrooge. I just so rated. Ready? This is a because it gets it. You made a good point about you know, like the size, he's short. I really haven't seen that many six four tackles since like Jordan Gross and those guys back in the day, and like the league has changed. Guys are bigger, faster, stronger, longer arm length. And I think his arm length is what's going to push him inside the guard. But even when he's at guard, like, he's he's ready. He's nasty, man. I think he's a plug-and-play guy. He'll play all 16. He'll start all 16. He'll be in the Pro Bowl. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think we're all fans of Skaronsky as as well. So yeah. um, those are two really good picks. I don't see why maybe both. Why, why can't both actually make the Pro Bowl? I'm going to go a little different. Who from SMU is, is going to make the Pro Bowl? That's I'm what glad, I want to I'm know. Glad, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go tight end out of Utah, Dalton Kincaid. I, I think two reasons. I think he's a little bit underestimated, and now he's climbed up the board, a lot of people say, in the first round. So if he's going to be a first-round selection, that means he should be seeing the field. And then, two, there's not that many impressive tight ends in the league that you can just chalk in besides Travis Kelsey it depends on if Kittle can stay healthy. A couple other guys maybe can stay healthy, like a Mark Andrews. But beside those three guys, I don't really see like just a plug-and-play pro bowler tight end, right? So I think this rookie, if he can show up and then there's some tight end injuries, I think 
he can make the Pro Bowl because he has that kind of talent. So you like um, him than the guy that you've been touting all along that he's going to be great. You like him better than Michael Mayer now? I never said Michael Mayer yeah. was going to be great. Yeah, because I said Michael <laughs> Mayer would be that good. You're like, oh, come on, JT, you overreacted. That's such a well, JT comment. Well, that it can be both. I'm not saying he's going to be great, but I do think you're overreacting there. You're basically saying he's going to be like the third tight end on the on a roster that's a scrub. That's not true either. I never said that. Yes, you did. I what never did you just say that. right now? What did you just say wow. right now? Run it back. I said I think he's going to be overdrafted, and I don't think he's athletic enough to make uh, it. There you go. Yeah, like you're basically that. saying that he's trash. He Let's blocked. go on to the next one. You, you, you're messing up here. Let's go on to the next one. Kendall, biggest bust. Okay. Before I say this. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. I say bust. I'm not saying a terrible player, but someone who's not going to meet the expectations. That's why I consider us. That's that's the PC way of putting it. That's the way a former football player has to put it. We understand. We got it. Okay. Very nicely said. So, JT, don't hate me, but I'm going to say Bryce Young, he's not going to be as hyped as we thought. Um, of course, in Bama, you know what I'm saying, his frame is something I had also in my notes. Sometimes he can force balls that may lead. He mark, sometimes he forces balls in double coverage that leads to interceptions. Of course, like most like other quarterbacks, but like I just kind of came over earlier. I'm not saying he's not good, but I'm just saying like I can just see like CJ is above like Bryce in that realm, and they're supposed to be like A and B. They're supposed to be interchangeable as he's um, first pick. So. That's how I just have that he won't be as dominant as C.J. Stroud will be. I like it. I like Man, it. Man, I don't know if you guys yeah. have some sort of like wink-wink deal before the show, but the hate for Bryce Young hey. is unreal, man. Uh, that just confirms he's going to make the Pro Bowl as a hey. rookie because he's going to be a hey. starter. When when coaches go when coaches go undefeated, JT, we stick together, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, y'all still living off the title. I see. <laughs> still living off the of history. It, it, honestly, it was one of the best his, best seasons in in local history. So you guys are legends. I keep hearing about it, but y'all don't have to rub it in my face. Um, for me, this was tough. I know I'm only supposed to pick one, but I really couldn't decide between these two guys because it was really a coin toss for me. So I'm just going to briefly talk about them. There are, there's one purse out of the ball. The first one is obvious to me is Lucas Van Ness. That's the dude from Iowa, the edge freak. 6'5", 270, ran a fast 40, looks like a Greek god. But at some point, you got to play football. And I'm shocked to find out that he's never been a full-time starter. And even more so, he only played 50-plus snaps in one career game. Now, I didn't go to some... Fancy master's program for mathematics. But last time I checked, Iowa's offense didn't score enough points for him to be sitting on the sideline. So I want to know what was up with that. And you look at the film, he really doesn't have many pass rush moves. He's just so much bigger and stronger than people that he just bull rushes. So the, the lack of experience and the lack of technique, I want to see how he transitions to the NFL. And people are talking about him being a top 10 pick. So that worries me. And then the other guy is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop there. Hold on a second. I got to explain this to the fans in the Kendall JT for some reason has this bias, ha, has this bias, has this, I guess, more of like a hatred against anything Iowa Hawkeyes football. Yo, yo. Okay. From okay. Their we, coach, we, 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 hold on. What we're not going to do, what we're not going to do is turn this into a right? show about Kurt Ferentz. I refuse no, 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 to we're not, do we're that not, again for another not, show. We're not talking we about Kurt Ferentz. He said the same thing about the bust pick three years ago for TJ Hawkinson. Seemed like he turned out pretty good that Minnesota was willing to trade for. 
That's uh, what I'm saying. He wasn't that great in Detroit. Go ahead. <laughs> that's why they traded him. Sure. It was okay. That's why you wanted to. Was he Travis Kelsey? I think not. That's why you wanted me to trade him to you in fantasy, but that's okay. Uh, I didn't have TJ Hawkinson because I know better. Yeah, sure. But no, the other guy the other is one? you got to hedge your bet now. Let's go. No, no, because no. I really this is really close for me. The other guy is Jameer Gibbs, and I I love him as a player, but I feel that people just assume okay, he can catch passes. He's Alvin Kamara 2.0, but I'm not seeing it, and I don't think he's big enough to be Alvin Kamara. I don't think he's strong enough as an inside runner like Alvin Kamara strong lower body like he breaks a lot of tackles jameer gibbs that's not really his game to me he's more like a deandre swift type of player he's a great receiver but when you start to look at his numbers on the ground he's really overrated as a runner like if he's not make breaking that one big long play like he's really not doing much he averaged what 68 rushing yards per game in three seasons in college like behind that bama o-line he couldn't get a thousand yards rushing so that worries me because I think people are expecting him to just be plug and play like a three down back. And I don't think he is like, I think he's really just like a pass catching back. So I think he's going to, based on what on expectations are expecting him to perform. So behind that great offensive line at Bama, he couldn't do anything. So JT has him as a bust, but Bryce Young couldn't win a title, couldn't really do anything against Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, is this your whole, is this your whole strategy? Well, Bryce are Young's going to be here today. Okay. Are you just repeating everything okay. I say? I mean, it's cute. Wait, Dan, can you just say your own answers? I, I want to make sure <laughs> your I own understand. Answer. That's how, that's how I know your answers are your, your answers are just out there. He's like, I got I got to fool the people before I tell them something wrong. It sounds like you're flip flopping every time. You, you're fitting the narrative how you want it. Listen, the the biggest bust. I'm gonna go with just what the scouts are saying at this point, right? I don't claim I'm an expert like JT claims he's an expert at this. We know Kendall knows his stuff, but I'm gonna say here, I think it's Quentin Johnston. He has gotten to the point, guys, that the NFL did not invite him to the green room because they don't expect him at this point or there's a possibility he falls out of the first round. So if he has all these measurables, he's this great receiver and he's doing all this stuff at TCU. How's he not a first round pick when you've got guys that are there's going to be multiple receivers gone in the first round? So why is he not being invited to the green room? It's that the NFL is probably getting some word that. Mm, he might not be taken in the first round. And if he's not, that just worries me. That means scouts in front offices, while they while they can be wrong, if they're letting this guy fall out of the first round, I've got to believe there's something there that makes them hesitate. And if that's true, that means he's not going to get all the opportunities a first-round receiver might get. He may not even see the field his rookie year. And I think that might set him back. So I'm going to go with him just based on what the scouts are saying at this point. Um Hey, I think that's a great point. And to add on to that, that's one of the reasons I'm I'm a little bit nervous about him. And I'll add on Steve Smith, who we trust his wide receiver analysis. Even he was like, I it's like Jekyll and Hyde. Like I, I watch one game, a play, he looks amazing. I watch another one, I'm like, mm, is he that fast? So that kind of gives me pause. But I mean, you act like receivers don't get caught up in you know stock drops before the draft i mean look at guys that are in the second round like t higgins michael pittman jr yeah. dk metcalf aj brown yeah. like i'm telling you if you can play well against press coverage but, you got a you got a good chance at nfl but i understand your concern i'm not yeah. saying 
I'm not saying he's a Hall of Fame pick, but I just think he's wide receiver one in this draft class. But I can get with the concerns. Yeah, it'd be different with those guys. That's where they were projected anyway, right? Like, I don't think anyone was saying T. Higgins first rounder like two months, be a month before the draft and now a week before he's falling out. And then also some guys like a Chase Claypool have that first round talent, but they fell for other reasons. That's not happening here either. So, so that's why it does concern me. But listen, scouts can be wrong. They have been wrong. It's an imperfect science, as as we always say. Um, but Quentin Johnston we'll sucks. See. That's basically what he's telling you guys. I listen. If, if, he, if he gets drafted to your team, you oh, should I'm just gonna cry. Okay. I'm going to love it if he goes to the Steelers, though. <laughs> yeah, because you ain't got nobody to throw it to. Him. <laughs> wow, wow. All right, so uh, Kendall, favorite sleeper. Um, my favorite sleeper, I have Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. So he is actually one defensive lineman. I saw both Paris and um, Peter go against while watching film. And he um, their hands were full that the entire game, both times they got to play Iowa. He's big, strong. He's one of those big um, speed-to-power guys. So he's going to try to push you in the lap of the quarterback and – um, I really think he's going to make some noise. All right. I can't wait. I can't. <laughs> Van Ness is going to be, he is going to be he's the polarizing figure in this draft for this show. I'm you, rooting for you, Kendall, please. You know what, you know what's funny about Van Ness though? Like I obviously talked about his lack of playing time, but sometimes those guys are so freaky, man. Like I think of like, remember like Ziggy Ansah when he came into the league, he had only played football for like three years. It was a first round pick and he just it just worked. So maybe maybe you're on to something, but I don't know, man. Like at Iowa, I feel like he should be on the field more. Like nobody in that on in that locker room looks like, like he's a monster. Tell me Tim pick, but you can sideline for plays. I want him out there dog people every snap. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I know th- I know they weren't up against Ohio State, <laughs> so he definitely should have been in that game. But I, I like that pick. I can get with it. I had a few, but I'm with one because you guys of them I, I hate to say this but watching the combine don says i don't there was one guy that because he did all the things that i swore he couldn't do and that was stetson bennett man like <laughs> i didn't think he had an arm like that i mean you see it in the game at georgia like okay is it him is it the receivers but you will look at the combine he was spinning it man and then you add on all the other stuff Leonard, he's smart more athletic than people think. like look at him and i'm like it's basically a super brock purdy and we see that can work in the nfl as mr irrelevant as a rookie like you put stetson bennett on somebody like the 49ers like i think that you won't miss a beat and i think he's gonna be a sleeper and a really good find for somebody that gets him in the later rounds only thing i worry about with him is the off-field stuff because he's got some like little baker mayfield stuff going on like is he mature that's the only thing. But from a talent standpoint, he impressed me at the combine. That's my sleeper. Okay. All right. Um, I went a little, maybe a little bit further into the draft. One of the smaller schools. I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with the tight ends, man. I'm showing the tight end some love. We've got the O-lineman showing the O-line love. JT showing whatever team is the flavor of the week, whether it's the Carolina Panthers or whoever. So I'm going to go with Zach Kuntz, tight end, Old Dominion. He's 6'7", 255 pounds, and runs a 4'5", 540. And they say, haven't really watched much Old Dominion games, I must admit. 
but they say he's what i'm shocked <laughs> well, how are you know, not dude, watching all the media games like that make no sense <laughs> not like, last year. Sorry, you. like everybody watches those games like what are you watching you know wednesday night <laughs> tuesday wednesday night sorry i missed those they say he's a refined route runner with great ball skills so you got a big tight end that has a definitely an NFL type body, NFL speed, and then not only that, but you're telling me he's a good route runner with ball skills and can catch. Like, I, where's this guy going to get drafted? Like, I feel like he, you, you tell me someone like that, and I got to believe he's like a first, second round pick, but he may be like a day two type of guy, maybe a day three. I don't know. So keep an eye out for that guy, Zach Kuntz of Old Dominion, as my favorite sleeper. All right, so this is the tough question. Kendall, best player in this draft? I think you already know. I'll say Will Anderson. Yeah. Like, he's the most pro-ready. Like, drafts hadn't even happened. He could go in the pads right now and play a game. <laughs> play a game. I'm not going to say he's going to be dominant. I'm not going to say he's going to be like an Aaron Donald type guy immediately. But he will be able to – he could plug and play and be able to hold his own and you know what I'm saying? Make an impact as a rookie. I like, hey, one thing about Kendall, JT, he's consistent, man. When he likes his guy, he stays with him. And that, and that's a that's a solid pick, man. Solid pick. JT, who you got? This man told no lies, man. It's number 31. It's Will Anderson. Like, Woo! everything that Kendall said and more. Like, he's just so refined from, like, a technical standpoint – and he's just so talented. Like, you put it together, and you very rarely get players like that. Like, you watch him. It's just so clean, effortless. And you just look at the production. He led the nation in pressures every year that he was at Bama, three seasons leading the leading the nation in pressures. When everybody knows it's coming and they still can't block you, like, that's unbelievable. And here's the biggest reason why it's obvious he's the best player. This is a draft with – franchise quarterbacks galore and people are considering taking him over the franchise quarterbacks teams that need quarterbacks that tells you everything you need to know about the guy he's special that is the best player to draft yep um our, our guy scott there old dominion is the best team in in virginia see see everyone loves this old dominion here james madison might have something they might be a little upset about that comment though james madison don't oh. forget that oh yeah. john before you go one more thing about will anderson is to add on to everything you forget last year scouts were mad that they couldn't draft him in the top five because he wasn't draft eligible like yeah. Well, he went back, right? No, I'm just saying he had to. I don't, I don't think he was eligible. He's true. Yeah, he's eligible. Are yeah. you sure? Because I yeah. thought I thought he said he was coming back, and and Saban, that's what Saban loved about him when he could have. Okay, left. well, they, all wrong. I know is people people were like, "Hey, look, we're watching the Bama tape. We don't care about anything else. Any game, who's number 31? Like they've been yes. waiting for this guy. So talented. Listen, I, I think you guys definitely have a great answer. I'm going to go back to Kendall's answer at the top of the program. I think the best player in this draft is C.J. Stroud. It's the quarterback. Like, when you have a quarterback that that is good, that is that good, all right, I don't see how he can't be the best player in the draft. That's no offense to O-lineman. Sorry, Kendall. No no offense to 
No, nah, don't, don't, don't try Jr. to backtrack now. <laughs> no offense to Will Anderson Jr. Don't come after say, me. Like say it with all, with all five, six year person, five for six year personality. Tell that man yeah, that, the old, that the old lineman from, is below the quarterback. I went from the five five comment. Let's put that one back up. I gave I gave you an extra inch. I, went back. See, I, know, I said five six. I'm growing. I'm growing. By the end of the show, I'm going to be five ten, my normal height, <laughs> my real height. Uh, listen, it's CJ Stroud. When you have a quarterback who I believe is that good franchise quarterback and he's in this draft, it doesn't matter unless Will Anderson turns out to be Lawrence Taylor or like a Dick Budkiss. I'm going to go with the quarterback as the best player in the draft. You know, I, it's just yes, the way the game is. It's the way the game is nowadays. So yes, safe. I can, I can see that. It's definitely safe. All right. So last one of the projections. This is always the, the most difficult. Kendall, Hall of Fame pick out of this draft. Um, I'm a little biased, but honestly, I'm going to put Paris Johnson. Ooh. I am because he's always been number one, number one player in high school, number one tackle projected to come out. And he just has the mindset to win. He's very coachable. And with him starting – in the Big Ten, being all-conference at guard and tackle, that's telling me that he can play both positions in the NFL. Because, I mean, let's be honest, if you're starting in the Big Ten at the offensive line position and you're getting all these accolades, you should be able to at least play and compete within the NFL. And he's very young also. Um, so I think that he's going to have the opportunity to showcase himself. because He's very young right now, very raw, relies on his athleticism. But I think if he gets a real good coach and he has a, a nice um, group of veterans around them that can coach him up, I can see him playing for many, many years. All right. Offensive lineman. I like it. JT. He's a freak, man. He's the next Walter Jones, man. Dude's athletic as hell. But got to go against you, man. Stay on brand. It's Will Anderson. We're looking <laughs> at the next Bob Miller. <laughs> <laughs> we just should have put Will Anderson just like reply all every, every answer. What's, what's that? What, what, Will what Anderson. They wrote, what they wrote in uh, a draft day, Vontae Mack. <laughs> so, like Will Will Anderson is the guy. Like he's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Okay, you have you've been consistent as well. I'm gonna go with a guy you guys both said earlier. I'm gonna go with Peter Skaronsky. I think he's the best offensive lineman in this draft, and I've been saying it for a while, JT that he he's the best offensive lineman in this draft. And so I'm going to go Hall of Fame pick there because when you get a guy that that's that is that good on the line and can have longevity, longevity, that's a Hall of Fame. Like those are Hall of Fame credentials, right? Like Will Anderson not only has to stay healthy, but he's going to really have to produce like Vaughn Miller is big. Those are some big shoes. Like it's easier said than done even when you have all these physical gifts. So, um so I I'm going to go with the lineman I'm going to show the lineman some some love there. Kendall don't scare this man back in the change of this pick. <laughs> All right. So, so we're going to do something fun. It kind of fits with the show. So we're going to bring back a segment, Quick Hitters. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you two players, same position, really close in draft stock, and you're going to tell me which one you got. Hey, you JT, ready? and it's called Quick Hitters. Be quick, JT. Don't take I your long-winded you breath start. I would be quick. Anything else you want to add? Any other yeah. any other players you want to throw yeah, out here? I know you went to the Rice practice. You see anything special down there that we missed? <laughs> Jesus, man. All right, first first two on the board: Jackson Smith and Jigba or Quentin Johnston, Kendall. Quentin Johnson. 
You know who I'm going to say. He's the second best receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm going with him for sure. Even though you can say his name, you're wrong. It's Quentin Johnston. Don't disrespect the <laughs> freaks. This one's interesting. Will Anderson or Jalen Carter? I'm going Will Anderson. And <clears throat> Jalen Carter, I know he has his off-the-field issues and things like that. But if you're neck and neck with somebody, Will's definitely the um, the safest bet. Just all around from top to bottom. Yep. I, I agree. Will Anderson Jr. for sure. Yeah, I'm staying consistent. But <laughs> Production, more it, better position is Will Anderson. All right, next one. Ooh, this is going to be really good. He's a cornerback. Christian Gonzalez or Joey Porter Jr.? Uh, I'm going with Christian Gonzalez. He did really good out in Oregon, so I'm going to rock with him. Man, so this one. I, Go ahead and put I, your money where your I, mouth is no, and no, you no. take off that sweatshirt. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no. I feel bad doing this to Joey Porter Jr. because, believe it or not, we both went to the same high school, right? Obviously, years Damn. apart, but he's from my high school. We're like Listen, decades he, apart. He, <laughs> wow. Wow. Listen, <laughs> that's bad. Like you, like, like you were a student in the 60s. He just graduated. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen like they continued. got a black and white picture of you up there. <laughs> and like the same you, 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 you. Aravich up there winning the first state championship for the school. And Joey Porter was like, damn, I want to be like those guys. Listen, he continued the tradition of the legacy of legends of celebrities at North Allegheny High School in, in Wexford near Pittsburgh. So, you know, it went like Christina Aguilera to the Don to Joey Porter Jr. Just down the line, just down the line. So, but with that said, I'm going to agree with Kendall. It is Christian Gonzalez. couple reasons. Four three eight forty, Porter's still at four four six, and then the big one is production. Christian Gonzalez four interceptions. Then you look at Joey Porter; he only had one. Like, even if they're not throwing to you or whatever it may be, like you got to be productive at that corner position. At some at some point, you got to make the big plays. So yeah. that's why right now I I got I got to go Christian Gonzalez. Um. Crazy thing about this question is I don't even know if these two are better than the guy from Illinois. I think a lot of these corners could Devon easily Wither, be one Devon A. Witherspoon. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Porter Jr., man. I just I just like the bloodlines. I like the fact that he's good in press coverage. He's physical. And I know we love 40 times, but you know, some of the best cornerbacks don't exactly got the best, you know, 40 times in speed. Look at Darrell Reavers. He wasn't this track guy, but he was locking people down. But, but I think a- I think Porter's a little bit more physical, and I think it'll translate to the pro game. So you're going Joey Porter Jr.? Yeah, yeah. You're going with the North Allegheny guy? Listen, the thing is with, with his, Christian Gonzalez. His dad is Joey Porter. I'm sorry. Any, any, any dude that can get Jay- a job to come back and make the Pro Bowl in the same season, I'm betting on their, their offspring. <laughs> Bloodline. Bloodlines, literally. <laughs> Christian Gonzalez is a big guy with that speed. That That's what you got to love about him. All right. He's, he's got both. This is the interesting one because you guys got to pick the lesser of two evils. Whoa, what do you mean? Will well, Levis? Don't disrespect Anthony Richardson like Richardson. that. I'm going Anthony Richardson. He's that cannon, man. And we were speaking about him a little bit earlier, about the things he was doing down there in Florida, how there was a little concern about his arm, but he really put all those comments to bed at the Combine and at this pro day. So that's what I'm rocking with. I, listen, I'm going both. 
I'm going both. Nah, man. Put your, ball oh, man. man. <laughs> All right, you're five foot four now. It's Anthony Richardson. You already said he. You already said he's Justin Herbert. You don't get the back out of that. You know, no, you know what's, I would you know take what's Anthony Richardson. This? I would take Anthony Richardson. You know what's funny about this though? This was tough for me. Only I'm picking Anthony Richardson only because I feel like he's such a freak. He can make me look like a fool. But this this one stat just baffled me. And, I, and this is the last one is why I'm taking a long time. He completed. 58% of his short passes. So a short pass for metrics is zero to 10 yards. Since 2015, that is 1,374 out of 1,426 quarterback seasons. So essentially that puts him in a third percentile for short passing accuracy. And the reason I bring that up is the experts say that short area accuracy is the most stable form of accuracy that translates to the NFL. So he's his all time bad that he's so bad that he's in the tier of percentile by himself. So I was looking at the the chart. You know what other quarterback is down there with him that was drafted in the first two rounds? What year? Christian Hackenberg. It's just him and Anthony Richardson down there, as far as receive percentages in most translatable area of passing the football. With all that being said, I'm still going to pick Anthony Richardson because sometimes you just got to bet on freaks. But I'm wondering if we're looking at Terrell Pryor here. So uh, it, it was tough for me to make that call. Yeah. Well, you could. A lot of people worried about Josh Allen's accuracy. And, oh, and, and so I'm same, glad you brought. I'm glad the you same brought could up Josh said, Allen. Well, no, the same could be Josh said. Allen. The same could be said about Will Levis. And there's some comparisons there that Will Levis, maybe teams Will should Levis. take a chance on Levis because he could be the next bad Josh Allen. Kyle is like. Josh wasn't anywhere near down here. Will Levis is nowhere near down here. This is literally the bread and butter of NFL quarterbacks that the scouts are telling you translates, but he's all time bad. So he's going to need everything that you said he's going to need a great coach. And they're going to have to basically coach him into being a quarterback. I think he can do it, but I just don't think Will Levis couldn't beat out Sean Clifford at Penn State. But this is but this is the thing. The NFL is changing so much, JT, that to short, quick passes and he can't make them. I understand, but at the same time, offensive coordinators are getting creative and getting ways to get the quarterback to be really good, right? So, you. like, Drew Brees' size, not a factor because Sean Payton took over, right? They fit an offense to help Greg Roman to help Lamar Jackson early on. Like, it's things like that that offensive coordinators are not as stubborn anymore to say, no, you've got to fit into my system, right? Nick Sirianni figures out a way whether it's in indianapolis hey or bro Philly. hey bro we on your side we all picked ar-15 yeah. man we good go on to the next one all right so no um draft preview show would be complete without a little mock draft so we're gonna do just the top 10 if you're at home you can join in feel free to comment who you think will go at that spot all right so jt again be quick all right got it you went on that long diatribe about to get to the answer of Anthony Richardson. I, want, I wanted to talk about it agreed, earlier, but I thought it was, thought it was, it was a really Anthony good Richardson. talking point because I'm really torn on Anthony Richardson, and that's one of the reasons I'm downing him is because it's, the dude can't throw the ball right in front of him. And see, you're still talking about it. So this is the thing. We're basing this on what we think the teams will do and not necessarily what we would do. All right? So first one, Kendall, you are up. Carolina, they've got the first overall pick after they traded up. Who are they taking? Uh, they're taking C.J. Stroud, the Ohio State University quarterback. All right. Off the board, 
JT, who are they taking? Vegas is drafting Bryce Young. Wow, now you're taking wow. my lines. You're taking my Ooh, lines. My bad. Did I steal your thunder? Nah. <laughs> well, Carolina is taking Bryce Young. I do agree with that. All right, Texans okay. are in the two spot. Kendall, who are they taking? Now I think the Texans are taking Bryce Young. It's going to okay. be – it's going to be a close who's going to be which one's going to be which, but I don't know. I'm thinking it's going to be Bryce. It's going to be number two. All right. JT, are they taking a quarterback? They are, but not that one. This is the first shock of the draft to me. I think this is going to be Will Levis, and I'll tell you why. You always say Vegas knows something. While I was out there, I caught wind that Caesars oh, has yeah. Bryce Young, I mean, uh, Will Levis as the favorite to go number two overall. And it kind of makes sense because they're doing all the smoke screens. All of a sudden, the Texans really love Will Anderson. Like, they're not as high on C.J. Stroud, but I'm not hearing anything about Will Levis. So I think it's going to be him at number two. I think it's C.J. Stroud. I think it still has to be. You you can't let a quarterback that does that good and comes out of Ohio State, even though they, they haven't had success. But a guy like that, the Texans got to take. Like, they've got they've got their coach – um, Will Levis is still a little bit of a project. That's I the, wouldn't do it. I just thing. think they will do it. Like this is this is a Zach Wilson thing all over again. It's like, all right, this guy came out of nowhere. They love him. He goes I, number two. I still think they go. I still think they go with the big name, and that's right. CJ Stroud. So Arizona, Kendall, uh, Will Anderson, defensive line slash linebacker, <clears throat> University of Alabama. I think it's going to be a good fit for them. I really do. I can really see him taking uh, him going out there in the desert and um, making some noise. And Arizona just needs that spark, you know what I'm saying, with um, Colin Murray getting injured and their, their uh, playoffs just kind of – the dream just kind of died off. But um, I really think, like, he can be that spark that uh, Arizona needs. Yep. JT? I agree. Will Anderson. I, I agree as well. So we all got Will Anderson at the number three spot to Arizona. So now I think this is where it can get real interesting. The Colts are at number four. They're on the clock. Who do they take, Kendall? I'm going to have them taking Anthony Richardson. Because we have Maddie. He's getting old, you know. And like we mentioned, well, um, I believe it was you, um, Don, that mentioned earlier that um, Anthony Richardson might need to sit behind the vet to learn a little bit of his initial first year or first couple games. And I think that's a perfect situation for him. Uh, Matt Ryan, of course, he's made a Super Bowl run with the Falcons, so he can definitely teach him some tips and tricks that um, a young rookie in the game is going to need to know. Okay. Interesting. I like it. JT. This is what's going to work out perfectly for the Colts because Matty Ice ain't going to come back. This is C.J. Stroud, and this is the place where he should land. And I think number four is perfect for him. I, I think they do take a quarterback, but I think they take Will Levis. I think this is where Levis Levis will go. Um, then number five is the Seattle Seahawks. Kendall, what do they do? Um, I have them getting Jalen Carter, <clears throat> UGA. He may need to get some uh, more um, – meet somewhere up there on the defensive line just to get a name and get one of those first guys in his first five picks that can get up and start. So I think Jalen Carter, hopefully nothing happens between the draft and OTAs, but I hope um, that's where I think they're going to go. 
Well, I hope he exercises, but I do got Jalen Carter going to the Seahawks. Interesting. Okay. This got Anthony Richardson. I think they get their quarterback of the future. This is a perfect situation. Geno's on essentially like a one-year deal in a way, but he's going to be there at least two, maybe all three of the contract, but probably more like two. Hey, Anthony Richardson can learn. Then he can step in. You've got already Lockett, DK, Kenneth Walker, ready to rock. you got Noah Font. Like the offensive pieces are there. He can learn one or two years. Bam. They can fix that short pass game that JT is so concerned about. So Detroit Lions next on the clock. Kendall. I know they got Hutchinson last year, but I think they might go Lucas Van Ness because that combination with Hutchinson and Van Ness on both ends of the defense is like phenomenal. That's exactly what they need. They went and got their quarterback. They went and got their tackles. So um, Panay, so I really think they really going to try to rebuild. And last year, the Lions were decent. So I think mm-hmm. they just seem to have a few missing pieces. I'm not going to say we'll go into the Super Bowl, but just Understood. to I think they okay. just need key pieces. All right. JT. Right position, wrong player. I think this is where shit gets freaky. I think they're going to take Tyree Wilson Tyree from Wilson. Texas Tech. Yeah, he's good. Okay. All right. Well, I I think it is a defensive player, but this is where I think they get kind of that Midwest guy, Big Ten guy. We talked about him earlier, Devon Witherspoon, right? They need that corner. Um, They just traded, what, Jeff Akuda. So they've got to rebuild that secondary, especially, you know, they're in there with Minnesota. They're in there with Green Bay still um, and the Bears who now have DJ Moore and Justin Fields. So they're going to need some secondary help. I think they go Witherspoon out of Illinois. Um, number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders. Who you got, Kendall? Uh, <clears throat> I have Christian Gonzalez from Oregon slipping in right there. Like um, Donato said earlier, big, fast, great 40 time, ball skills, can go up and get the difficult interceptions. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have him right there. I think that's something that, um, Las Vegas definitely needs on their defense. Okay. JT? I think it will be a cornerback, and I think this is going to be the first cornerback off the board. I think it's your boy Witherspoon. I just feel like scouts feel he's the best one, and I think the Raiders get a good player. Yeah, he's he's really good. Um, I think they go defense, and this guy I, – I don't, I don't like to do this, but I think this is like a Raider type of pick where the guy falls, there's some character questions. It's Jalen Carter. I think I think they need I think they need that guy on the defensive line. They need a guy on the defensive line. And I think when Carter starts to slip, when he gets past Seattle, now the Raiders are in play. Um, and I think they go Jalen Carter. Um Atlanta at number eight. Kendall, who's your former um, team taking? Um, they're gonna take Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech University. So, like, they were pretty interchangeable from that Detroit pick and the, this Las Vegas pick because, I mean, of course, they're different um, pass rushers, but um, I think that Tyree is going to go in there. And um, he should be able to plug in and start on Atlanta's defensive line. I have no doubt in that. So, yeah, Van S. Carter or Tyree should be able to start initially on the okay. Atlanta's defense. All right, JT. 
I think they get a steal. I think this is where they're going to take your boy, Christian Gonzalez. Yep, I, I agree. I have I have them taking him as well. They're going to need that secondary help. Um, and when you've got a corner like that, who's now would be the second one off the board behind Witherspoon, I think Atlanta has to, to take Gonzalez if he is if he is there. Then you've got Chicago at number nine. Kendall? You're going to take my boy, Paris Johnson Jr. That's OT1. He's going to be the first one off the board. So that's what I'm going to go with. They're going to pair him back up with his Justin Fields with his Ohio State guy. I know. Justin Fields in Chicago. Interesting. Interesting. JT? I got the same exact pick. I think this is a slam dunk for them. Yes, sir. You know, I like the position. I like where you guys are thinking, but wrong player. Got to stay. You got to stay in the state locally. Or. No, I don't yeah. think. It, yeah, it would be local. You don't even know what a man yeah. from. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> it would be local. You got to say Illinois, Peter Skaronsky. That's who you got to go with. They, they probably see. It a took lot you of that people. long to find out where Northwestern is <laughs> compared get to confused. Chicago. You know, Indiana, Illinois, same, yeah. same, same, same. Right outside Chicago, out of Northwestern, Peter Skaronsky. I'm sure they've seen a lot of him being being in the Illinois area, Chicago area. So the Bears get their lineman. It's Skaronsky, and then. To round out the top 10, Houston back on the clock. Kendall. I think they're going to stay in the Big Ten, so we're going to get the Nittany Lions, Joey Porter Jr. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Sir. JT. I think I had it wrong. I I don't know why I had the Eagles at 10. Well, I think there's a lot of mocks that are. Yeah, I had the Eagles at 10 also. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe someone mocked Houston at 10 then. Um, so if it is Philly, so Kendall, if it's Philly, who do you have? Um, yeah, so if it's Philly, I'm still going to do Joey Porter. Okay. And JT? If it's Philly, I think it's Skaronsky. This is the replacement for Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kelsey probably has a few years left. He can learn. I'm- they can play next to each other. That's elite. Yeah. So who who do you have? You got Skaronsky there? Skaronsky. Okay. It is it is Philly. I, I apologize. I must have, I might have been looking at like a mock trade there. I'm gonna go with the guys you mentioned earlier, Tyree Wilson. They need guys to make kind of rejuvenate, make that Philly D line young again, because that's what they want to do, right? They want to be able to get there with their front four. I think this is where they go with Tyree Wilson, the guy that you have been mentioning out of Texas Tech, who was once at Texas A&M, but transferred to Texas Tech. So that rounds out the top ten of the draft. But and we'll post they, we'll post these, so we'll everybody will be held accountable. Already, that's right. Hey, we got we got up downs for who's wrong. Five up downs every time you're wrong, Kendall. I know, Rita. <laughs> All right, so so we're gonna move on to something to to wrap up the show. So I thought this would be a fun thing that we tried to we did it on a previous show and we're going to integrate it into our uh, future shows going forward. So what we're going to do is we're going to revisit some of our past takes. So we're going to have some good ones, some bad ones. And I got some surprise ones for me and Don from the past that enough time has passed where we can see if these are good or bad. So let's start with the bad takes from last year. I'm just going to throw myself under the bus because most of these were me. Um, But finally admits it. But. 
me and Kendall shared a bad take together, so we'll have to explain it. I called Malik Willis the best franchise quarterback in the draft, <laughs> and Kendall picked Malik Willis as his Hall of Fame pick. Ooh. Yeah, I did. I did draw that um, Michael Vick comparison. I, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I can't bamboozle. The boy can't throw. I didn't know that. <laughs> and now, now the Titans are moving on from him, and they're probably drafting another quarterback. So. He doesn't, he doesn't miss many, but that's probably the only one that was up there. Now, the, the other bad take from last year's draft was me. Um, it was about Kyle Hamilton, the safety from the Ravens. I said he's the most overrated player in the draft because he's too slow to be a safety. Well, he showed me wrong. He fit right into the <laughs> Ravens defense. He played really well. You guys want to roast me on anything about that? Hey, you did it to yourself. It's all good. I, I like it. Yeah, I, had to right. share, I had to share some of the weight on that one. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the good. So two statements in particular stood out to me last year. Uh, these were in regard to who the best player in the draft was. So, Don, I'm going to start with you. You said that Kayvon Thibodeau was the best player in the draft last year because he is, I quote, insane. I thought that was pretty good. I think Kayvon did a good job. I think he changed that Giants defense around. So props to you for making that pick. You Anything you want to say about it? Nah, hey, so far so good. Kayvon Thibodeau, you gotta keep it up though. In ten years, I want to, I want to look like a genius still. <laughs> <laughs> to, for reference, my pick was Derek Stingley Jr. Um, obviously, I don't think it worked out. It wasn't as good as these two guys, but still got time. Still got time. But here's the thing: the best take from last year's show was our own King Ken. He said the best player in the draft was Sauce Gardner. And he was adamant about that. So I got to give you your props on that, man. That was a great pick. And, of course, we know Defensive Rookie of the Year, probably one of the best corners in the league. He is a franchise player, probably top 15 overall player in the league as a rookie. So shout out to you. Shout out to your Cincy brother. You called it right out of the gate. You lived up to the hype. (laughs) All right. So what we're going to do is now go to past draft takes. So this is before we used to do live shows. I thought these these takes were kind of interesting, and enough time has passed that we can go over them. Don, I'm going to start with you. See, I'm making you look good on this show. I'm just picking out all your good ones. This one really stood out to me. Well, when you're right a, a lot like me, I mean, you don't, it, you don't got to try too hard to make me look good. Now, come on. Hey, man. Hey, when you're right, you're right. This one was about Kyle Pitts, tight end for the Falcons. So when mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts was drafted, this was Don's comment on it. He said, by taking Pitts, you're not winning for two years. What happens when Matt Ryan isn't there in year three? Pitts is going to be useless. I mean, hey, you got a crystal ball, man. You called it. That's exactly what happened with the Falcons. Man, you got the Illuminati subscription. (laughs) (laughs) I stole your password. (laughs) My take wasn't as bold as that, but I said that the Raiders will regret drafting Alex Leatherwood. So we know what happened. He sucked. He got cut before his rookie contract was up. So we both hit on those. Now, this was the best take that I could find in our vault. It is courtesy of our guy, Don. So speaking of Hall of Fame picks, Don picked Mason Rudolph as his Hall of Fame pick on our first ever show. I'm still – is that good or is that bad? I don't know. Don, you want to speak on that? I want to know – was it an actual show? It was an actual show. I don't I believe it was an actual show. It's not on video, but what we, episode? it's an actual show. What episode? 
I gotta go back and look, but I, I figured out. Said. I think that's false. I think that happened happened pre-production and we were feeling good about our own teams. You were feeling good about whatever team you were rooting for that month. I felt good about this team. So so for those that are still left, this man did pick Mason Rudolph as a Hall of Fame pick. Hey, look, I gave you you all your credit. You had – you had five good takes and one bad one. Come on, man. Take it on the chin. This is number 132. You tell me what episode I said that, and I'll, I'll release it. it. I'll release it when okay. I go back. If I had to go way back, list all these episodes, a lot of time of you talking that I can't get back. So I, I, think, I, I think I found enough takes to make us all look good and make me look bad. So, fellas, I appreciate it. I think you guys do a great job with these takes. Obviously, most of them hit, and we'll see how the ones that we made this year pan out. Very okay. confident about it. Kendall is great at it. There's no doubt. That's why we bring him on. But before we go, got to do an NFL draft edition of Surprise JT. So JT has no idea. Kendall, you're, you're going to be asked the same thing. All right. Don't tell me it's time to move on. It is. It's time to wrap, wrap it up like Dave Chappelle said. People, <laughs> people want to know this. So the Surprise JT. I'm guessing you're a Dolphin fan still, even though you're wearing a Panther hat. Wow, you're really trying to embarrass but, me. Okay, go So ahead. with the Dolphins, who is your team drafting? They got a first-round pick? No, we don't. We got a second-round pick. All right, who are they taking in the second round? Would I like us to draft? Yeah. Oh, Zach Charbonnet. Ah, so he is the best running back in the draft. Kendall, let's say your team is going to be the Texans. Okay. I mean, not really. That'd be a lot for me. <laughs> what, who do you want? Falcons? More of a Falcons guy? Uh, Washington? Let him pick his team. Let's just do – all right, let's just do Houston because, I mean, they need the most help out of the three teams. I would say. <laughs> He's like, they should draft me. <laughs> draft me. I'll fix all the problems. <laughs> I we believe it, though. We, I we believe, believe it. So Before they hire anybody – Anybody else in the Houston's organization, not a janitor, not a cook, anybody, they need to draft a quarterback. So I will say either Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson, who they should draft. So because you're saying C.J. Stroud's going to be gone. He'll be gone. Okay. I I think Joey Porter Jr. has a chance to get to the Steelers. So, again, same high school, even though he's a Penn State guy, you know. But – I think the Steelers will get – he'll get to the Steelers somehow. Um, and the last thing I got to tell you guys is not football-related. You know, got to give a shout-out. And normally, all right, normally I don't brag about many of our – you know, I don't I don't like to brag about teams and stuff. But I got to give a shout-out to the Landon JV baseball team from Tuesday, JT. I don't think I told you this. We're down 12-5 in the last inning, two outs. I think a man or two is on. But two outs, still 12-5. We come back to win. Two out lightning. We win 13-12. Walk off, pass ball, game. So, shout out to those guys. Way not to quit. That's what we preach. You don't, you man, don't give up. Man, the I, end. I, I don't, I don't know, man. You, you might be in the coaching hall of fame. You you nah, you nah, doing nah, all this nah, miraculous nah, things nah, in the nah, community nah, up nah, there. JV's obviously JV football's undefeated. I'm, the baseball nah, team is nah, making nah, sports center nah, comebacks. No, 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 no. Hey, you might be you might be D one by the time this show comes up next year. I'm just now. I'm just an assistant. Just that's 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 such a good coach answer. It's not me. It's the players. These guys are great. Part of the train. All right, props though. That's that's amazing. 
Yeah, great comeback. Shout out to those guys. Jay, uh, Kendall, thank you for coming on, as always, for a draft preview show, man. It's become an annual ritual. So got to do it again next year. But we'll have you on, obviously, before then, um, either before the season, during the season at some point. Now we got the live show. Everyone can see you. Um, so it's it's great, man. Thank you again. Great job, as, as always. I appreciate you guys. Of course, of course. So, JT, that was a great episode. Fun, as always, and to the fans and listeners out there, thanks for watching and listening. Couldn't do it without you. And remember to please subscribe to us, JT and the Don, presented by Give Us a Shot Network. You can find us on all the major platforms. And if you like what we do, leave us a five-star review in JT. If you don't like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And remember to follow us on social media. Our handle, JT and the Don, we can be found on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. So to our guy, Kendall, thank you again. JT, great episode. Hopefully not too many of your picks are too bad. But until the next episode, see ya. Peace.